0: Hi, my name is Feng, and I serve here at The Five. Our passage today is from Luke 1, and I'm reading from verse 5. In the time of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah who belonged to the priestly division of Abijah. His wife Elizabeth was also a descendant of Aaron. Both of them were righteous in the sight of God, observing all the Lord's commands and decrees blamelessly. But they were childless because Elizabeth... Was not able to conceive, and they were both very old. Verse 11 Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zechariah saw him, he was startled and was gripped with fear. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, your prayer has been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son, and you are to call him John. Verse 18 Zechariah asked the angel, How can I be sure of this? I am an old man, and my wife is well along in years. The angel said to him, I am Gabriel, I stand in the presence of God, and I have been sent to speak to you and to tell you these good news. And now you will be silent and not able to speak until the day this happens, because you did not believe my words, which will come true at their appointed time. Have you been in a situation when you find it hard to believe something you have been praying for a long time is finally going to happen? Well, I have. I went to the USA to pursue my studies when I was 20 years old. And like any other student, I would pack essentials to the brim of my bag. I pack things like Maggie noodles, sauces, spices, and most importantly, um, my security blanket. Some of you may call it Selimut Busuk or Smelly Blanky. Let's call it Smelly Blanky. I boarded the flight, filled with excitement, and after 36 hours, I arrived at Oklahoma. Like everyone else, I would expect my bag to arrive with me. However, one of my luggage did not arrive. The airline assured me that it was just a slight delay and they would send it to my house. So day after day, I waited and I called the airline several times a day, but to no avail. And they told me they could not locate my bag. Well, I was anxious, I was sad, I was angry. After three days, you know, I didn't want to spend a whole lot of money buying all my essentials again. And most importantly, I don't want to lose my smelly blankie. I kept praying, but God was silent. Today, we're going to look at a story similar to my situation in Luke 1 from the Bible. In the Bible, where God was silent as well. The main character is Zechariah. He was a priest and he was married to Elizabeth. The Bible tells us that they were childless as Elizabeth was barren. They were also deemed as righteous and blameless in God's sight. And they were both old when this account was recorded. One day, he was chosen to burn incense in the temple of God. And as he was performing his duty, an angel of the Lord appeared to him. The angel told Zechariah that he was going to be a father soon. His wife, Elizabeth, was going to be pregnant and they were to name his child, John. And Zechariah went, hold up, I'm old. My wife is old, and how can this and this produce a baby? How can this be? Well, going back to my story, after 10 days, I gave up hope and accepted the reality that I've lost my back and I will never see my smelly blankie again. I I cried myself to sleep that night, thinking, how long am I going to get a new blanket to smell like my old one? Hungry and and homesick, Um, I stinged on food that night because I wanted to save money to buy my essentials. I was disappointed and angry at God. The next day I woke up, I wrote down a list of things that I needed to buy and was ready to go out of the house. And as I opened the door, guess what did I see? I, I saw my luggage! Uh, Just to check, I I closed the door and opened it for a second time and lo and behold, it was my luggage! I was overjoyed, I I cried! And uh, I, I was like, wow! Finally, I'm reunited with my bag and also reunited with my smelly blankie. I could hear the song, Reunited and it feels so good in the background. How? Can this be? Of course, in Zechariah's situation, well, the wait was more than ten days, and the longing was more than just a smelly blankie. Although sometimes a baby may smell the same, for Zechariah and his wife Elizabeth, they expected to have a child when they got married, just like how I've expected my luggage to arrive with me. They probably tried and prayed. And repeated the same cycle for many years until they were finally well at once in age. They probably asked God, God, where are you in this silence? To top it off, God had been silent for over 400 years since Malachi, an Old Testament prophet that often preached about the coming of the Saviour. However, in the silence, God heard their prayers and was still working. At the right time, God broke through the silence and delivered a promise, a promise of a child. The angel's message is found in Luke 1 verse 13. Do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son and you are to call him John. What an honour to be the first person to receive a word, or more precisely, a promise from the Lord after over 400 years of silence. It was an answer to their prayer and even more. However, we read that Zechariah's response was not very positive. He responded in verse 18, How can I be sure of this? I am an old man and and my wife is well along in years. Zechariah adopted the good news and the promise that God had delivered to him. He could not believe that God could come through for him. In return, he was muted, just like on Zoom, until this had come to pass. As we read in verse 20, And now you will be silent and not able to speak, until the day this happens because you did not believe my words which will come true at the appointed time However, God was gracious Even in Zechariah's doubt God did not take away this promise from him Instead, Zechariah received grace that he clearly did not deserve In fact, The name John means grace of God. The promise was still fulfilled. Our belief or unbelief doesn't stop God from blessing us, but we need to take hold of this blessing to fully enjoy it. In this case, Zechariah did not believe, but he was still blessed. He did not enjoy the blessing to the fullest, because he wasn't able to tell people firsthand, or in this case, first mouth, of the good news and of the promise that the angel of the Lord delivered to him. I wonder if you resonate with Zechariah today, that you have been waiting for so long for a promise to be fulfilled. You've lost the hope that it will ever happen. My question to you is, will you choose to believe? To believe that God is still at work, even in the silence. And in your waiting for a promise to be fulfilled, to believe that God will still come true for you.
1: Hi, my name is Eunice, and I'm part of the staff team here in HTVB. Let me read from Luke chapter 1 verse 26 to 38 In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth a town in Galilee to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph a descendant of David The virgin's name was Mary The angel went to her and said Greetings you who uh, highly favored Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sick month. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. When I was in university, beauty pageants were a thing. You see, I'm from Sarawak, and Sarawakians love our beauty pageants. It is an opportunity to dress up and show off our ethnic wear. Now, if you know me long and well enough, you probably know how clumsy I can be. Like, really, guys, no kidding. My level of clumsiness is to the point where I could walk on a flat surface wearing a pair of flats or sneakers or just barefoot, And I could still trip over. So, as my mates were buzzing about this pageant, well, I just could not be bothered. Until one day, my best friend passed me a sheet of paper and I looked at it. I was shocked. Yes, you guessed it right. She signed me up for the pageant. I could not believe it. And what shocked me even more is that she thought I could be in a pageant. Me, I am not elegant, I am not dainty, and clumsy is basically my middle name. How am I worthy to be even considered a pageant material? How will this be? But I decided to believe in my best friend's confidence anyway. From being my chauffeur to being my biggest cheerleader, she got my back every step of the way. Long story short, I placed as a first runner-up. Needless to say, I was so surprised as I did not even expect to place at all. Beyond the title, the sash, and the tiara I was gifted, I gained so much from the experience, from public speaking to catwalk skills to being more confident and comfortable in my own skin. This was just a small example of how I got pushed into doing something that I did not expect? Maybe you have not been in a pageant before, but have you ever been pushed into doing something that you never thought you would ever do? Have you ever found yourself unqualified to perform a task you have been given? Or are you currently in a place where you are questioning whether you are worthy? Or have you ever asked yourself how will this be? Earlier we read in Luke chapter 1 verse 26 to 38. Mary found herself in such a situation. I would like to draw your attention to verse 34 onwards. How will this be Mary asked the angel since I am a virgin? The angel answered the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the most high will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Well, earlier we heard from Feng about Zechariah and his disbelief to the news that his wife was pregnant. Well, Mary, on the other hand, had quite a different reaction to her own pregnancy. I mean, who wouldn't be scared of such news as she was minding her own business? Well, probably just planning her dream wedding to Joseph. And then out of nowhere, an angel appeared to her saying, Hey, Mary, no pressure, but you know, you're pregnant and your son is the son of God. Yay! Oh my goodness. What? We see that in verse 38, Mary changed her attitude. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Now, from a position of fear, Mary moved into a posture of humility. She now calmly submits to God at His command after the angel assured her that God has got her back every step of the way. Mary's immediate obedience showcases her humble faith. Despite knowing that she would be judged, by society, for being pregnant before being married, Mary trusted. Despite knowing that she did not have much to offer to God, Mary trusted. She trusted in a God who is in in control and that act of surrender was pleasing to Him. Mary probably had one of the biggest responsibilities in the world given to her to carry the Saviour of the world, in her womb for nine months. But God did not place this burden on her and expect that she will figure it out on her own. He promised Mary that the Holy Spirit will come on her and be with her. And later on, as we hear more about Elizabeth from Sweat, we see that Mary had Elizabeth on this journey together, just like I had my best friend during the pageant. As God did not leave Mary alone, He too will not leave you alone. In those moments where you ask, how will this be? Know that God is with you. He knows what He is doing. He will walk with you every step of the way, from the beginning to the end. Even when you don't feel you're made for it, even when you don't feel pageant worthy, and even when you feel unqualified. Just as He sent the Holy Spirit to be Mary's companion, know that this same companion is with us. Jesus says in the Gospels later on that He sends His Holy Spirit to help us and be with us, not just for a moment, but for all of our days. He will be a comforter in times of trouble, a counsellor in the dark seasons, a friend, a father. Maybe today you feel like you don't have a lot of faith, but all He requires from us is our obedience and our humble faith, even if it is as small as mustard seed. What if the only thing that comes between us and God
2: is our submission to Him? Hey everyone, my name is Sweat and I'm one of the leaders here in HGBB. I'm going to read from Luke chapter 1, verse 39 to 45. At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea, where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb. Have you ever been in a period of waiting? I know I have. So back in April this year, my then-fiancé and I were supposed to be married at the most romantic wedding ever. We would have the best decoration team, ordered from the best caterer, booked the best venue, i.e. HDBB, wink, and all our closest friends and family would be there to witness this joyous event together. It would be THE wedding of the year. Then the country went into lockdown. Our initial excited, beaming faces slowly turned into a frown. By the time the actual month of our wedding came, our emotions were pretty much grim. We found it hard to believe that the wedding we've been planning for about a year now will not turn out the way we expected it to be. We felt the loneliness and pain of waiting. Looking back now, our waiting was difficult, but not left barren. During that time, we tried to make the best of it. Uh, We learned how to communicate better because we were physically uh, apart from each other. Uh, We studied and read the Bible together. Despite the distance that we felt, the waiting was helpful for our growth in our marriage and relationship later on. We just heard from Feng, that Zechariah found that God is still at work even in the silence. And from Eunice, that for Mary, when God gives us the impossible, He will see us through it. Now we're going to look at Elizabeth's part of the story, that between the request and the answer, God is in the waiting with you. I'm reading from Luke chapter 1, verse 13. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son, and you are to call him John. And you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. Verse 18, And Zechariah said to the angel, How shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife is advanced in years. We read from this passage that Elizabeth has been literally waiting for a whole life for a child. You know, fun fact, the oldest first-time mother is recorded in India, giving birth to twins at age 74 years old. Talk about a modern-day Elizabeth. I'd imagine Elizabeth and Zachariah were feeling pressure from within. They must have felt a lot of loneliness and fear during that period of waiting. But not only that, they would have also been experiencing pressure within the community they were in. During that time and culture, people thought people who were unable to conceive were forgotten by God. But that was not the case. Elizabeth and Zachariah's waiting was an opportunity to be blessed by God. If you have been praying for something but somehow feel neglected or alone, I'd like to encourage you that God listens and He's in the waiting with you. Between the request and the answer, God is in the waiting with you. He was there with Elizabeth during her period of barrenness and He was there in the 400-year gap between the end of Malachi and the Messiah coming. In Psalm 34:18. It says that the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and crushed in spirit. He is with you wherever you are. Going back to my story, when the country uh, entered into recovery mode and things started opening up, we had to quickly accept that our wedding would need to look 180 degrees different from what we originally planned and started planning. But even though we didn't exactly half the wedding plan we had in mind, it was a joyful day in the end, although unexpected and took a while to come. I wonder what if God is using this period of waiting to prepare you for something in the future. Abraham, he waited for 25 years for a child. Joseph waited for 13 years before being promoted to become a leader. Moses waited for 40 years to be out of the wilderness. And Jesus, He waited for 30 years to reach the cross. Maybe you're in your waiting and you're wondering, how long more, God? How long more do I wait? And perhaps this whole year has felt like a period of waiting for you. You know, some people have joked that this year 2020 hasn't even started yet. But I'd like to encourage you that between the requests and the answer, God is there and the waiting with you. Recently, our country went into another lockdown again. Uh, some of our friends who were planning to get married were suddenly left scrambling, deciding what to do days before their original wedding date. Our waiting during our disappointment was used as an appointment for God's blessing. My husband and I were able to encourage and walk with them because we both have gone through the same thing too. In the same way in the story that we are listening to now, Elizabeth was able to encourage Mary in her own pregnancy. Elizabeth's pregnancy came at the right time, not too late, not too early, but at the right time so that Mary could have someone to be on this journey with her. Elizabeth's own child, John, will also be later on used as an encouragement and pave the way for Jesus. Reading from Luke chapter 3, verse 4. The voice of one crying, crying in the wilderness: prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. In the same way today, Jesus has made a way and is making a way for you. Christ's death and resurrection from the cross made a way for us to be in relationship with Him. The veil is torn. We can approach God anywhere, anytime. He's there. Or perhaps you're listening to this and you don't feel like you're waiting for anything. Perhaps your life seems pretty settled. You've got a decent job. You've got a roof over your head and a family. What more could you ask for? look around you and start to wonder, who can you encourage today? Who around you today is going through something that will really benefit from your encouragement? Today, whether you're waiting for a breakthrough in your work or a life partner or perhaps feeling like you've been waiting forever for a family or friend to receive Christ. Or perhaps you may be like Elizabeth You've been wanting a child for a while now, but haven't received one. We may not know when and how God will work, but He is good and He is working for the good of those who trust in Him. God blessed Elizabeth. Would you trust that God will bless you too? Would you trust that the Lord will be with you and see you through? Amen. Let us just wait for a moment and pray this ancient prayer. Come Holy Spirit. You can close your eyes, you can stand, and you can put your hands in front of you as a sign of receiving from God. And just let the Holy Spirit speak to you right at this moment. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you in your situation. Whether it's the silence of the waiting or being given something so big, you're not even sure you can manage it. Or just the long waiting. Let Him speak to you and feel you once again.